Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ness, and in each episode, producer David Davis and I highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley with a new recreation map you'll hear about later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department encourages Oregonians to come out and experience the changing seasons, but also be well prepared for whatever winter brings, whether it's snow on mountain passes or big tides at the Oregon coast. Okay, in today's episode, we're returning to one of Oregon's most beloved waterfalls to see how it's faring after getting burned in the Labor Day fires. We'll talk about what it looks like and when it'll reopen for biking, hiking, and camping. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, in this episode, we've got an update on the status of Shellburg Falls, a 100-foot cascade east of Salem that is beloved by a generation of Oregonians. To help us report that, we're joined by our intrepid intern, Eddie Binford-Ross, who just traveled to the burn forest surrounding the waterfall in an area that's been closed to the public since Labor Day 2020. Eddie, first off, welcome. And second, how does our favorite waterfall look these days? Hi, Zach. Yes, I did go and see it, and it is really, really burned. (laughs) (laughs) The trees are basically all charred all the way up to the waterfall itself. However, there is some green growing back, so that's good to see. And the Oregon Department of Forestry just put out a plan um, to reopen the waterfall. So hopefully in the near-ish future we'll be able to go back there. And cause that's a bummer because, I mean, it's so close to us. It's been this place that people from Salem go all the time right. when you just need that quick fix. Did you go there a lot previously? I've been just a couple times, um, but I always loved going. It's really beautiful. The entire recreation area, it was always fun to explore, to go through this really rich green forest, um, and then to get to this waterfall that you can really interact with up close and personally because you can go behind the falls, you can go right up to the pool. Yeah, there was a lot more going on there than just the waterfall. There was a ton of trail running and the network of pathways that traveled through the forest, including one of my favorite trail races. There was a pretty wild collection of mountain bike trails that connected to Silver Falls, and there was even a little campsite. But for most people, it was that quick and easy hike to the waterfall. You know, when you lived just nearby, you could shoot out there for half a day. And honestly, you know, the pictures that our photographer came back with after your trip, they were a little tough to look at. So when you're out there, did you see any signs of regeneration or in regrowth? It looked pretty black and charred. The fire burned right up to the falls. So there basically is no respite to that burn. However... It's starting to green again. There's um, a very kind of vibrant understory that has started coming back. You know, there were some areas where we were hiking through ferns that reached my shoulders that had grown back in the past year. And 
if you really looked closely in some areas, you could see little tiny dug fir seedlings that were starting to sprout. Um, so there's a lot of hope for that area, and that was something that the Oregon Department of Forestry expressed as well, and that this is an area that is near and dear to the hearts of many Oregonians and to uh, the Santiam State Forest. It's really the gem mm-hmm. of the forest. Um, and they really want to get people back and they want people to be able to experience this. And with it being in an area where wildfire came through so recently, it provides a really unique educational component as well, uh, just because people don't always get the opportunity to recreate in an area that was just burned after a wildfire. So when they do reopen it to the public, it's going to provide (laughs) the public with uh, an inside look at how uh, they manage manage forests post fire. Mm-hmm. While I was at Shelburg Falls, I got to talk a little with Jason Cox, who is the public affairs officer for the Oregon Department of Forestry, and he told me a little about where Shelburg Falls is now and what the plan is for reopening. So here's that interview. So this was an area that burned generally moderate to high severity. Um, You can walk through and see where certain patches weren't hit quite as heavily as others, but overall I'd say this is a moderate to high severity burn area. There's a lot of dead standing trees. There's quite a few that have fallen uh, just over time uh, from the, you know, lost a lot of structural strength when they were killed in the fire and fell over due to wind, that sort of thing. Some of them fell during the actual windstorm that really fueled that fire. You'll probably remember on Labor Day, we had wind gusts up to 75 miles an hour through the Sanium Canyon. And so you had a fire that grew from like about a thousand acres to almost a hundred thousand acres in a, in a day. And sweeping all the way from the Beachy Creek area down through the Sanium Canyon and into the communities here. Uh, we're putting out for public comment a 30-day comment period, our plan for recovery at the Shelburg Falls Recreation Area. So kind of those three treatments that we're looking at is right in the viewshed of the falls, the most popular scenic areas, essentially a no-touch area. Um, away from the falls and away from the scenic area, there's uh, some more no-touch areas. There's an underplanting area where we'll be actively planting seedlings to, and those are usually two to three-year-old trees, and then there will be a 14 acre timber harvest that will subsequently be replanted. So everything will either be replanted or left for natural regeneration. And kind of the deciding point on that is whether there's enough existing seed to be able to reasonably have a reasonable likelihood of creating a new tree crop. So that's sort of what made that decision between no plant versus underplant is the likelihood that 10, 20 years time, you'll start to see more live trees reestablishing there again. Specific to Shelburg, um, this is an area obviously popular with folks. Um, It's the most visited area in the Sanium State Forest. And so our goal primarily is to restore it to a place where it is safe to open to the public and hopefully to be able to provide some education opportunities on 
what a landscape looks like after fire. Um, you know, I would venture to say a majority of people have not been hiking in an area that was burned this recently. So um, it'll be an educational experience in some ways just to be walk down the trails and see what it looked like, particularly if you've been here before the fires and to see it after. And, you know, it's not going to be the same as you saw, but it'll, you know, it won't be the same, but it'll rhyme, if that makes sense. We're looking at trying to get the work done um, over the spring and summer. So the we have not set a reopening date for this area. Uh, we don't expect it to be open uh, for the high use recreation season in 2022. But um, when this area, when we do set a reopening date, that's something we would be letting folks know about. When it does reopen, what can the public expect to see here? The areas that are the most popular, the trees that were there before will mostly be there, just a lot of them won't be alive anymore. You'll see some trail improvements where some areas are trying to make it a little more accessible and a little bit uh, less muddy during mm -hmm. the rainy season, that sort of thing. Um, some of the details on the recreation side are still kind of getting sketched out, but you know, people who have been up here, I mean, it'll, it'll ring familiar for sure. We're looking for opportunities where it makes sense to improve trails, reroute uh, to make, you know, either for scenic reasons or environmental reasons, um, that sort of thing. So they were a little squishy on the time frame for reopening, but it sounds like at least they're hinting that it could be autumn of 2022. I know that, you know, we're going to find out as we get close to it, but was that your kind of feel on it? Yeah, it's not going to be open summer of 2022. They've got a lot of trail repairs that still need to be done. There's some logging that they have to do. There's hazard tree removal that they mm -hmm. have to go through and do before they're going to let the public back in. So the way that they were... <laughs> Making it sound was that hopefully after the, you know, peak season of 2022, they'll be able to reopen. Gotcha. Well, let's hope that they can get it done because it has been a bummer not having that really accessible waterfall where you could just on a, you know, you'd half a day off and you could run out there. You know, I've really missed that. Um, so hopefully they can get that work done and get this trail system open right in our backyard. <music> I'm Andy Geisler. I'm a forester at the American Forest Resource Council, and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. Like you, I love the outdoors. On many days, the forest is my office. I work on the ground with public lands agencies on good forest management projects. Forest management helps achieve important conservation goals while providing sustainable timber. Science-based forestry helps improve wildlife habitat, outdoor recreation, clean air, and water. And it's essential to providing renewable, climate-friendly wood products. Learn more about us at amforest.org. All right, our newest sponsor is Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean beach, ancient forest, and a shocking number of beautiful places you might never have heard of, all centered around towns like Manzanita, Pacific City, and Tillamook. This is a beautiful area to visit, and the best way to plan a trip here is by looking at their newly created trails and recreation map. The map features 800 different sites from campgrounds to beaches to hiking trails. My favorite thing about the map is that it breaks down activities into 13 categories. 
So say you're looking for a campsite. Just click on the drop-down menu and 22 different campsites appear, and you can get information on each one. If you're looking for a hike or a way to get on the water, the map has 40 different trails and 48 boat ramps, all laid out on an easy-to-navigate digital map. To find the map and get started, visit tillamacoast.com slash recreation hyphen map. Well, that's all the time we have left in today's show. We hope this gave you some insight on the recovery process ahead for the Shellburg area. If you like what you heard, check out our back catalog of what is now over 50 episodes featuring Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places at statesmanjournal.com slash explore. You can also find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Spotify. We'd once again like to thank our sponsors, the American Forest Resource Council, Visit Tillamook Coast, and the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department. Thanks for listening.